0: The John Staggerwald Show. Sponsored by ServiceMaster of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van. Portions of today's program may be pre-recorded.
2: Redistributing stupidity. Yesterday I told you a little story about the redistribution of wealth that I witnessed on a walk in Mount Lebanon. Someone had torn down a house in a really nice neighborhood and was building a new one. I saw a lot of wealth being redistributed to the 10 or 12 guys, maybe more than that, who were working on the house. And it made me think of a guy who just won a very prestigious award. And now it's time for The Jerk of the Week, starring John Steigerwald. That's right. And that guy would be Bernie Sanders, who said this on CBS This Morning on Tuesday.
0: When you got billionaires buying islands and buying jet planes and we got people sleeping out on the street, Mm. I do not believe that is what this country is supposed to be about. So, again, you're not going to hear it much on corporate television. I happen to believe that we need redistribution of wealth in this country. We need to protect the middle class and working class, and the billionaires cannot have it all. That's my view.
2: This phrase, redistribution of wealth,
0: is not one you hear from other Democrats. No, you don't. But you know what, Tony? This is an important point. There has been a massive redistribution of wealth in the last 50 years. Did you know that? Yeah. I, 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 among. Uh, said a few has, it's gone okay. in the wrong yeah. direction. Exactly, yeah. Nate. Massive. We're talking about trillions of dollars going into the 1% while the working class and the middle class become poorer. We have to deal with that issue.
2: That's right. Bernie's still out there singing that song. Of course, Bernie's in favor of redistributing wealth, but he. He doesn't mention that he wants to be in charge of taking money from the wealthy, and he wants to be in charge of redistributing it the way he wants to redistribute it. That's because Bernie is a socialist. Actually, maybe a communist. Uh, let's just say that he would be a communist if he could get away with it. Uh, he just doesn't admit it. And if he wants to take money from people like, you know, John Kerry, by the way, who flies around in a private one of those private jets he was talking about, Kerry's not going to notice a tax increase. He's got too much money to notice it. And he has all he needs, so he wants to force you to share what you have. That's what socialism is. I got what I need. The rest of you peasants, start sharing what you have. Now, we could give out multiple awards this week to every single person in Vermont who keeps voting for Bernie Sanders. Who's doing this? This week's winner of the AM 1250, the answer, jerk, of the week award. When we come back, uh, a hurricane hit Florida. Maybe you've heard about it. It's been in all the papers. Uh, We'll talk to a former Pittsburgher who stayed in Fort Myers and lived to talk about it. And he's down there now. And in our second half hour, I don't know if you know this or not, but tomorrow is the 90th anniversary of Babe Ruth's called shot. And you will hear my conversation from a long time ago when I talked to this guy with a man who was playing first base that day for the Chicago Cubs against the New York Yankees in the World Series. And you will find out that that story is a hot, steaming pile of horse manure. Stick around. You've all helped build My Pillow into the amazing company that it is today. Now, Mike Lindell, the inventor and CEO, wants to give back exclusively to his listeners. This is John Stoggerwald. The Percale and Giza Dream Bed Sheet Sets are available in a variety of colors and sizes. They're all on sale for as low as 29.98 with our listener promo code. Order now because when they're gone, they're gone. The Percale and Giza Dream Sheets are breathable and they have a cool, crisp feel. These come with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. There's a limited supply, so be sure to order now. Call 1-800-716-8087. Use the promo code STAG or go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener square and use promo code STAG. This offer will not last long, so order now with promo code STAG at MyPillow.com for this radio-exclusive offer on all
0: bedsheets.
2: For
3: the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, is
4: MyPillow.com. People do some pretty cool Gnarly move, Dad. Thanks, sweetie. So wherever you are in your retirement savings journey, head to aceyourretirement.org and start chatting with Avo today. That's aceyourretirement.org. A message from AARP and the Ad Council. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called Select Select SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year.
5: Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, call SelectQuote at 1-800-940-6161. That's 1-800-940-6161. Or go to SelectQuote.com. That's 1-800-940-6161. SelectQuote. We shop, you save. Full details on example policies at SelectQuote.com slash commercials.
4: Are you tired of that wet, moldy basement? If so, then it's time for G&J Waterproofing, award-winning service with no gimmicks. And now exclusively
0: offering mold remediation with every job done by Bactronics, the number one company when it comes to mold remediation. G&J and Bactronics, the two best all in one. Call today for your free inspection, 724-681-8944. The John Steigerwald Show, AM 1250, The Answer.
2: For a while, it looked like Tampa was going to get the big hit from Hurricane Ian, but it ended up being Fort Myers. You've seen the pictures. They're pretty bad. Keith Gibson is a former Pittsburgher who's been in Fort Myers for 40 years. He was an editor at the Fort Myers New Press for 30 years, and he was in Fort Myers when Ian arrived, and he joins us now. And I should mention also, that uh, he grew up down the street from me <laughs> and was my brother Paul's roommate in college. Now, I we're, we're probably going to have some cell phone issues here, but I wanted to do it anyway. I was able to have a good conversation with Keith today, and it went in and out, but uh, stuff he was telling me was so good, and his eyewitness uh, stuff from right down on the ground there. So uh, I apologize in advance. If he cuts out, we'll be trying to call him back. But uh, Keith, thanks for coming on. We'll see if this works. He's not there. We lost him. Okay, Keith, uh, hang up. We'll call you again. We'll try to, we'll try to make this connection. Um, so uh, while I'm doing this, uh, this will give me a chance to tell you about the neighborhood where I grew up. We, uh, it's known as Birdland and, uh, because all the streets are named after birds. And it was, it was uh, Edward Ryan, you know, Ryan Holmes, built, he, he built his first houses there. And through the course of this, I may have to fill with this, but I think it's. I wrote a chapter about it in my book. Just watch the game, uh, and they give you an idea of what what the neighborhood was like, I, I, we had some really we had famous people scattered through the neighborhood. Keith, can you hear me? Uh,
6: through the generators and the chainsaws and everything else. Good, good. So,
2: uh, thanks for coming on the show. <laughs> And I was about to fill some time by telling people about the legendary Birdland, which I, which I will do, and all the famous people who, who came out of there, including you. You became famous down in Florida. So, but so what does Fort Myers look like right now?
6: Um, you know what? I think you, know, you guys, of course, have probably seen the images um, yeah. on uh, national news. And I'm sure it's destructive to you. All I can say I don't
2: know. This this may not work, Uh, Keith. I'm I'm losing you again. Um, We will. uh, We will try to call you back. If this doesn't work, uh, I guess I'm going to be. Move here. Okay. uh, talk now. See how you sound now. (laughs) Nah, we're losing you. This may not work. I I was able to have a try it again. John, are you here? Yes. Go
6: ahead okay i I'm, I'm I'm in my bathroom now. Maybe you will work in here.
2: okay, go ahead. I was want what what does Fort Myers look like?
6: Well I, I've never been in a war zone for instance, what uh, a bomb look like but this has to be somewhere in that neighborhood. I mean, it's just incredible. The images that you guys are seeing from the national news, I'm sure I mean you can appreciate the magnitude of the damage. Mm-hmm. but unless you lived here and knew what these places looked like three days ago i mean you, it's just it's just heart wrenching. I mean Fort Myers Beach, for instance, with this kind of ground zero um it, the pier there is a very popular gathering place uh, they call it Times Square it's our the little New York City version, a lot of eclectic shops and restaurants and uh you know places to hang out it gets very popular in the evening well, three former um, yeah, and it's just a you know a great gathering place well. That doesn't exist anymore. The only thing left are the concrete
2: pilings. Yeah. Area there destroyed. Hey, hey Keith, so. uh, I, I think we're losing you again. I don't know if this is going to work. I'm going to try one more time. Hang up, Keith, and we'll call you back from there oh. and see if it works. Um, All right. Go ahead and hang up. But Because uh, Keith did tell me, and I, I don't know if he was trying to say it there, but when I talked to him earlier, that there's a Hooters down there somewhere in Fort Myers, and it was floating in the water. The restaurant was floating in the water. Uh, we're going to try this again, and I, you know, um, I just uh, one of the things I wonder about the, the, when I see something like this, and and you know, as everybody knows, there are tons of people living in Florida who moved there for the weather. They hate cold weather. And they moved there to get away from it, and I just wonder how many of them um, are on a you know when when they're looking at what Keith's trying to describe here if they if they uh, ever feel like uh, you know maybe the cold weather isn't that bad so so uh, Keith where were you when Ian arrived
6: I heard that you yeah, where was that? I? I yeah, don't know. Uh, yeah. Um, my my uh, wife and my older son. Uh, we we just had. I'm if I.
2: Yeah, this Keith. Sorry. Uh, hey, I'm, I'm sorry, Keith. I don't think this is going to work. Um, I I thought we could do this, um, unless you can catch a cab or something and go to a landline. <laughs> uh, this it's just not working. Um, uh, again, uh, it worked fine when hey. I when I talked to you this afternoon. Hey, hey, you know what? Yeah. Go ahead.
6: Hello. Hey, what I would say you know if you could uh, have Michael reach me on that one. It's uh could we do that? Yeah, yeah. Michael talked to you. Okay, why uh, don't you have him give me your phone? Why don't you have get him I'll uh, give him my wife's phone number, we can try it from that one. Okay, maybe, maybe her Okay. she has a uh, Android. I have a uh, iPhone. So
2: Okay, who's gonna he's gonna call you. I'll I'll tap the answer. Okay. Birdland, okay. Now we lived uh, it was it was all streets named after birds. I lived on Raven Drive, and that's where Keith lived down the street. There was Cardinal Drive, and up there lived Fritzy Zivic, former Welderweight champion of the world. uh He lived like five houses behind me up you know on the next street over um, and Ed Conway, who was a cha- uh, sportscaster at Channel Four, was a voice of pit football before um, Bill Hillgrove. He lived on Cardinal Drive, right down the street from Fritzy Zivic, and right down the street from Ed Conway lived Tom Bender who was a sportscaster at K.E.K.A., and he had the first sports talk show in Pittsburgh. His show was actually on before Myron Copes came on. So there were two um, sportscasters uh, who lived all, like within five houses of each other, plus Fritzy Zivic, and uh, there were others. Jack Riley, who became the first uh, general manager of the Penguins, he lived on Grouse, which is why my brother Paul got involved in hockey, because he moved next door to Paul's buddy, and he gave them tickets to hockey games. Nobody knew anything about hockey. It was the first year of Penguins in town. So Jack Riley lived on Grouse. And uh, you had um, uh, Fritzy Zivik, former welderweight champion of the world, and the two sportscasters living on Cardinal. And also, here's another one for you. If you're old enough to remember, the commuter bandit lived in, in, in uh, Birdland on Blue Jay Drive. And that was a gigantic story for a long time. This guy used to take a bus in, into town, or he used, to, he used to rob banks in the city of Pittsburgh and then get on a bus and go home, and they called him the commuter bandit. And that's another famous guy. Ron Shock, the, he, of, the, of the Penguins, uh, the, the, he was captain. He lived on Blue Jay. And the last one I'll give you, because probably others I'll think of later, Mark Cuban lived on Meadowlark. So there you have it. That's just a few people who lived in our neighborhood with me and Keith. Uh, so let's try this. How you doing over there? Are we going to try this. Is this your wife's phone.
6: Right. I try to I don't have a The situation. Yeah,
2: okay. Let's see if it works. Um, so uh, do you have power where you are? Uh
6: yeah, he has no power.
2: No. I this Keith, this isn't this isn't going to work. I'm going to um, I'm just gonna to have to bail bail out, and you know what uh, today's okay. Well,
6: let's, uh, again, if you guys can hear me, I apologize.
2: Yeah, uh, that's it. We, I just you're you're we're getting about the first five words of every sentence, and then you disappear. Yeah. I'm sorry about that, Keith. We'll try it again I, sometime. I apologize. Yeah, I want uh, see you later. I want to. Uh, uh, one of the things that Keith talked about that I, uh, I was going to get him on to talk about the, the weather in Fort Myers, of course. And what he's seeing down there, but uh, you know, he told me about the um, the uh, the Hooters being in the water, underwater. Okay, and um, but he also he was talking to my brother last night, my brother Paul, who was his buddy and and um, and college roommate. He told Paul that it was like riding the jet. Ja- excuse me, riding the Jack at um, at Kennywood. For like three straight hours, when the when the when the hurricane was hitting his house, it was um, so. I mean, listen, we we apologize for the cell phone, but he's in a he got to figure they're having serious cell phone issues down there. I gave it a shot, um, but uh, he said that it was like uh, riding the the uh, the jackrabbit in uh, in Kennywood for like three straight hours, and he described standing and he and his son were leaning against his steel garage door as the wind was trying to push it over and he was hoping it wouldn't be blown through and then his house would cave in. But he stayed there in Fort Myers. So so he was a um, – and I got to talking to him about his time working for the Fort Myers uh, newspaper, um, the uh, Fort Myers, Fort Myers New Press, I think it's called – and uh, so this is a Pittsburgh guy, and he has a Pittsburgh attitude, and he, you know, he grew up in the same neighborhood that I did, and uh, you know, he's a Pittsburgh guy. Uh, and so he has kind of that same cynical, uh, no BS attitude, and he's a conservative. So he's now doing um, – uh, he's advising students, journalism students at the uh, Gulf Coast uh, College in, uh, in Florida – and he tells me that his job is to advise students like who are t- trying to become journalists and that things are so bad that he looks at it, he is on a mission to save journalism and that it's so bad that uh, he, has, he feels like he's, he's deprogramming students who are uh, the product of academic, you know, what ha- what's happening on college campuses and that he is um, personally trying to fix that. And I uh, was hoping we could have the conversation because I had planned to go beyond just talking about this, uh, what's happening down there uh, in 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 Fort Myers, because I wasn't expecting what he told me about his uh, experience in uh, in the newspaper business. And he told me that. Uh, there are a few adjectives and a few adverbs that he can spot in the first few paragraphs of a sentence written by these people, that he knows they're biased and, the, and that they have left wing bias. That's where most of the the bias comes from. So uh, he's had a good career down there. Keith Gibson, everybody knew him as Gibb. I wish we could have uh, I wish we could have gotten him on, but um, there you have it. And as far as the uh, the media coverage in Fort Myers. Um, he said that he's learned a while ago that you have to be really careful about listening to what they tell you. He said they'll show you different um, computer models and uh, different models say that it's going to land in a different place at a different time and that it really, you really can't count on it. And in this one, if I'm not mistaken, uh, this one landed, I mean, this one, they, for most of the time, they said that it was going to land in uh, Tampa, that was going to, not landed, but that was going to be the area that was going to get hit the hardest. I don't know, Fort Myers is, a, I guess it's about 100 miles south of Tampa. I don't know exactly. But um, and he said what he does and what he's learned, and not just with hurricanes, but they have tropical storms all the time. And he said that you, he's learned that he, he doesn't pay any attention to, to the predictions until there's talking about, hours instead of days so maybe you've been watching some of the stuff you see on the news on cable news and you know when it was over puerto rico or i'm sorry over cuba uh or was it puerto rico I guess both but anyway and they said it was coming here and they said way we're looking at it we see it landing here here and here and uh, there'll be this this is this will be the strength of the winds and blah 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 and he said they're wrong way too many too often and so I guess I'm sure he's not the only person who does that, but people who live down there, they look at those media reports a lot differently uh, from, from the way maybe you and I do sitting up here in Pittsburgh or somebody watching anywhere else in the, in the north that doesn't have to deal with hurricanes. But um, uh, that's an interesting point to me because you would think that everybody would be sitting in front of their TVs watching uh, intently. What the cable, what all the all the networks are saying about uh, what's about to come, and that, and that they're doing these people a favor by telling them on uh, Sunday that you know on Wednesday we expect it to hit here at this uh, at this uh, uh, when the winds are going to be this this strong and it's going to land here on this day and there on that day, and they 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 they've learned not to uh, not to put too much stock in it. I, I of course up here I, we put no stock in it because. Um, we're not going to get hit with a hurricane, so uh, it's not a big deal. But uh, it's interesting to me because um, I have friends who've moved to Florida, and I'll get in conversations with them. Uh, you, you hear from these people that have moved to California or to Arizona. I mean, I'm sorry, to, to Florida and some to California, but mostly Florida and Arizona. And when we, when, when we hear about wind chill, uh, you know, of uh, 10 degrees below zero in January or February, or they see on their newscasts, that we've got a foot of snow up here or that you know the northeast is getting killed with a winter storm and they will kind of snicker at you and they'll send you they'll send you um an email or a text or something they'll say uh by the way uh the temperature today is uh, 82 degrees here in in Fort Lauderdale or here in Miami Beach where I live or wherever and uh my response is always well two things i say Get back to me in August when it's 97 with 97% humidity. And, and then I also remind them, and this is something that comes out when you're dealing with what they're dealing with down there. Um, here's a word we don't hear up here in Western PA. Evacuate. Nobody tells us to evacuate in February. Uh, we, we hunker down and we do what we have to do. and We run to the supermarket and buy stuff that we don't need and all that stuff, and stock up, and everybody does that, but uh, it's very rare that anybody has to get in their car and drive two and a half, three hours, four, five, six hours away to avoid a a snowstorm. So I would never trade our weather for what they're dealing with down in Florida. I mean, we're talking about people dying, and people uh, leaving and coming back, and their, their home is gone, or Hooters is in the water. That's some scary stuff. And the other thing is, that this is happening in Tampa, and I talked about this with uh, Sterling Burnett of uh, Heartland Institute a couple days ago, that um, th- these these uh, um, areas were not as populated. They're not supposed to be three million people living in that area where they're trying to get them all out of there. And it's the same thing if, with, uh, you know, you hear about the people in, in Phoenix, they don't have any water. And, well, it's the desert, and two million people are living there. It's, it's just not supposed to be that and this is what you yeah this is what you're trading uh, some snow in January and February for or, or you know 10, 15 straight days of below freezing and you Florida sounds pretty good, but when they when I see stuff like this, I'm happy to live here. I'll be back.
1: I'm John Scott. As Hurricane Ian has made landfall in South Carolina, the cleanup is just beginning in Florida. Speaking from the White House, President Biden says help is on the way.
0: I've ordered more than 400 personnel from the Army Corps of Engineers to Florida with more than 250 generators to enable power supplies for key locations like hospitals and shelters.
1: Hurricane Ian with winds at 85 miles per hour. It's tracking to the northeast and it will move through South Carolina then North Carolina. Already, 69,000 people in South Carolina have no power. Russian President Putin has signed treaties to illegally annex more occupied Ukrainian territory. In a sharp escalation of his seven-month invasion, President Biden strongly denouncing that move. South Korea, U.S. and Japanese warships launching their first anti-submarine drills in five years after North Korea renewed ballistic missile tests. This is SRN News.
7: If you were lied to in buying a timeshare and worn out, you need my help. Hi, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started the timeshare cancellation industry by exposing the ugly truth about timeshare and giving folks the straight facts. I've been fighting the timeshare giants ever since, so no one knows this industry better than me and my team. Today we have 383 employees and have saved our clients an average of $65,000 in lifetime payments. Imagine putting those timeshare dollars back in your pocket. If you were told in a timeshare presentation that this was available today and today only, that timeshare was a great investment, or your maintenance fees will never go up, call my office now. I guarantee if we take you as a we will cancel your timeshare or you'll pay nothing
8: call now for your free information kit 800-687-7979 800-687-7979 800 687
0: AM 1250, The Answer. The Mike Gallagher Show. He's your happy conservative warrior.
8: Topics
5: that are more likely to favor Democrats have been losing ground to those that Republicans prefer. And searches related to the border spiked after Florida Governor Ron DeSantis flew asylum seekers to Martha's Vineyard.
0: Breaking news and what to make of it. The Mike Gallagher Show, weekdays at 9, right before Dennis Prager at noon on AM 1250, The Answer. Whose rulebook do you want to play by, the government's or your own? This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. Without a proper estate plan, many families end up playing by the government's rulebook and losing a lot of what they'd intended to leave to their families. That's why Abernathy and Hagerman presents free, ongoing estate planning workshops with attorney Dan Reimer to help you protect what's yours and make sure the government plays by your rules. The next one's happening soon. For details and to attend, visit a-h.law.
8: The secret to the Market Beat Stock Pick strategy is so simple, it is going to drive you crazy. Ask yourself, is this current market making you sick? Logging into your brokerage account day after day only to see lots of red? Well, let me tell you a secret. The best stocks to own are the companies that are consistently printing real profits year over year. The crazy thing is that it's even more effective in months like right now. Down markets means everything goes on sale, including these profit printing machines. Want to stop playing the loser's game and guessing what the next hot stock will be? Market Beat is about to text you our new report. Seven stocks to buy and hold forever. When you text the word profit to 68285. These companies print billions each year in profit and show no sign of slowing down. Get your free copy of Seven Stocks to Buy and Hold Forever. Just text profit to 68285. Text the word profit to 68285. Don't wait. This report is only available for a limited time. Text the word profit to 68285. Standard message and data rates may apply.
0: Please consult with your investment or tax professional. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. WPGP Pittsburgh, a division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune-in, iHeart, or Odyssey. Stuck in traffic, we've got the answer.
3: Pretty typical Friday afternoon. That means just about everything is slow. South on 79 from 528 to Cranberry. Parkway East looks like delays both ways to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel and inbound 2nd Avenue to the Fort Pitt Bridge. Outbound 28 hangs on to delays Highland Park Bridge up to RIDC Park. Parkway West looks like a solid ride inbound Carnegie to the Fort Pitt Tunnel. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson.
0: AM 1250, The Answer
8: weather. Tonight we'll see some rain and wind from Tropical Rainstorm Ian late until then. Mostly cloudy skies this evening, low 49. Some rain and wind from Tropical Rainstorm Ian tomorrow the high 58. A little rain tomorrow night and wind from Tropical Rainstorm Ian the low 51. Much of the same for Sunday a little rain and wind from Tropical Rainstorm Ian in the morning. Otherwise cloudy skies the high 60. With your AccuWeather
0: forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. This is the John Stikerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer.
2: Well, it's uh, Friday, and I'm off all next week. And so is Mike Adams, the guy behind the de- the glass who uh, makes this show happen every day. So uh, we're 25 minutes away from being out of here for a week, and we don't care. You know, I mean, no, I'm you know, I'm kidding. I care, but... Uh, but I wanted to talk about this because for two reasons. Uh, you're hearing a lot. I want to do some sports because it's, uh, it, it's a nice break as we finish the week up from all the political stupidity that's out there, all the insanity. Um, you've heard a lot about Babe Ruth this week because, um, I think the guy, uh, Judge up in, uh, in New York, the Yankees, uh, guy has, uh, he hit his 61st home run the other night. And, uh, of course, that's – and that's the, the American League record is 61, believe it or not. That still stands. Roger Maris is 61 that he hit in 1961, and there was Babe Ruth who hit 60, which is still the best ever done in the American League because he did it in a 154-game season instead of 162. Um, so there's been a lot of talk about Babe Ruth in, in the uh, in the news uh, and in the sports, and, uh, and he's – this guy is going to – a judge is going to hit his uh, sixty-second. You would think, yeah, maybe not, but really good chance he's going to he's going to break the American League record. Now, uh, there's some there's some discussion about uh, whether or not um, this guy is well. There's the talk about Barry Bonds who holds the uh, record for the most home runs uh, career wise and in a single season. There's there's quite a bit of talk about. Uh, you know, we know about his steroid use. His head, his, his cap size increased by about, by, I think it doubled over the time, and he went from looking like a basketball point guard to looking like a, a defensive end in the NFL. So, no, anybody with a brain knows that he steroids helped him, helped him uh, hit the home run. So, uh, there's some people who still like to think that Babe Ruth is uh, Babe Ruth, 60 in a 154 game season is uh, is still the best. Uh, and, you know, you can make a case for that, but, you know, numbers are numbers. So um, when, when he hits his 62nd, which I, I think he's going to do, um, then that's going to that's stand as the American League record. And there's not going to be any asterisks. And at least they're not dealing with steroids there. So anyway, so Babe Ruth uh, has been in the news. Well, I don't know if you know this or not. You probably don't. But uh, tomorrow, October 1st, is the 90th anniversary of Babe Ruth's called shot. If you, if you uh, go on DuckDuckGo, which I, I use rather than Google, if you do DuckDuckGo or Google, whatever you want to use, and just do Babe Ruth's called shot, it'll come up. You go to YouTube, do the same thing, and you'll see the home run that, uh, that Babe Ruth hit in the 1932 World Series, and it happened, it happened on uh, October 1st. Well, of course, the legend is that he um, that that he called the shot. He st- and the video is right; there, that's film. but the film is right there. And he show- he's standing at home plate, and he his bat. He points towards center field. On the next pitch, he hits the ball out of the park, home run, and that has forever been known for ninety years as Babe Ruth's called shot. So here's the thing: I have known. For 48 years, boy, am I old! I've known for 48 years that that is not—it's—it's it's phony. It's a fraud. And the reason I know is because I was—I was a 25-year-old uh, punk doing uh, minor league baseball play-by-play. My first job uh, my, it was my second job in my career, but my first of three different teams I worked for in minor league baseball doing play-by-play. I wanted to be a, a baseball announcer. And so I loved baseball. Can't stand it now. But anyway, um, so I was the the Cubs AAA affiliate in Wichita called the Wichita Arrows. They sent me to spring training in Scottsdale, Arizona. And you have to understand, I mean, it was to me, I, I couldn't believe I was doing it. I couldn't believe that I had succeeded in achieving my goal of becoming a baseball announcer. I came out of nowhere and got a job. And here I was in spring training, and I was interviewing Billy Williams and and people like that, and Willie McCovey, and... It was 1974, okay? it's a million years ago. But one of the guys they had me interview was a guy named Charlie Grimm, okay? Charlie Grimm was a former... He played for the Pirates in 1925. And I was talking to him in 1974. Now, keep in mind, that's no more ridiculous than me talking to Franco Harris now, who played for the Steelers 50 years ago, okay? So, but, but for me, as a 25-year-old punk... This guy was ancient, seventy-four years old. He's talking about something that happened in nineteen thirty-two. So Charlie Grimm was actually the player manager of the Cubs in the nineteen thirty-two World Series, and he was the first baseman. Okay, now um, he uh, he I, I was I so I'm I'm asking him there had just been a there had just been a story in Sports Illustrated about Babe Ruth and they and I don't know why but they were talking about the called shot and. So here I am with Charlie Grimm. Now, I'm going, to tell, I'm going to play the interview that I did with him in uh, it would have been like March of 1974, but uh, you'll hear him refer to Guy Bush. Guy Bush was the guy who was going to pitch the next game in the World Series for the Cubs. So he's in the Cubs dugout, and he mentions Charlie Root, who was the pitcher who was on the mound at the time of the so-called called shot. So I asked Charlie Grimm to tell me what happened that day. It, to me, you gotta understand too, what a thrill it was for it was just it just seems so surreal to me. I'm actually talking to a guy who played against, not only played against Babe Ruth, but was in that game that day that I've been hearing hearing about all my life about the called shot. I remember the movie with William Bendix in it about Babe Ruth and it was in there. Everything it was all it's in all I mean it's just part of the legend. So here he is. This is he was a he was a roving minor league instructor at this time. Seventy four years old, seventy six years old, born in eighteen ninety eight. And I asked him about Babe Ruth's called shot. You were the first baseman, and uh, did he actually? There's been some discussion as to whether he did actually uh, point to center
7: field and say he was going to hit the ball, or whether he was pointing at the pitcher. What was he actually doing when he made that uh, sign? Well, the man that I asked after the ball game, I was managing that ball club in 1932. Actually, he pointed out toward the mound, according to Gabby Hardin, who was right under the gun there. He was our catcher. And I asked him after the ball game, and Gabby told me that he was yelling at Guy Bush, who was on the bench and who was riding him, and uh, he pointed out toward the mound, which naturally is uh, out toward center field. And uh, Gabby told me that he had said... uh, You'll be out on that mound tomorrow and see what you can do with me. When he said that, he pointed out to Charlie Root. And on the next pitch, why he hit it out of the ballpark, and he was such a grand guy for baseball on and off the field that we just let let it lay right where it was at. Well, it said in the article that uh, because of all the rousing he was getting at the time,
2: that when he did hit the home run, he ran around the bases talking to everybody as he came by, and and it did... When your name was mentioned, uh, the, the reason your name was mentioned was that he did say something to you, according to the article,
7: when he came around first base. What exactly did he say? Well, he when I went to my position, when he went around uh, first base, uh, I'll tell you how it happened, John. Uh, we had a shortstop by the name of Mark Koenig, who had played for the Yankees, and he came over in a deal uh, to the Chicago Cubs. And, of course, we won the pennant in 1932, and... Uh, the ball players voted him a half share and he was uh, very instrumental that it takes more than one man to win a pennant or a ball game for that matter and uh, they voted him a half a share which made the Yankees mad and that that was a very very rough series to play in because everybody was riding one another all the way but uh, uh, he hit that ballpark out of, ball out of the ballpark and as he went around me the great babe said to me he said well I hit that one. For Mark Koenig, he says, you better give him a
2: full share. There you go. There's the story. Uh, So and Mark Koenig, I guess so you make sure you understand that I I might be a little bit confusing because um, the way he's telling the story there, but Mark Koenig had been traded from the Cubs. I'm sorry, from the Yankees to the Cubs. And then the Cubs win the pennant. And the Yankees found out that the Cubs only voted Koenig a half winner's share uh, for going to the World Series. And uh so the Yankees were upset about that. So Bruce said that now I've since gone back and looked at the video that since I and by the way I hadn't heard this uh this interview in 45 years. I, I I found this I found this tape uh in my basement and I knew that I had it but I, I was afraid to play it on a on a regular cassette machine. I was going there's a place here in town where you can go and have that stuff um, digitalized and they'll take they'll put it in a cassette and a, and then and they can repair a, a a broken cassette and and fix it and put it on a disk or digitalize it. And so I was going to wait to do that cuz I didn't want to risk ruining the tape and never hearing the interview again. So I've known for I'd known for a few months when I f- I found it a few months ago. I've known for a while that I had th- had this cassette tape. But then um I happened to be looking somewhere yesterday and I saw that it, it was uh, the anniversary of Jackie Robinson stealing home uh, in the World Series. I saw that on Twitter or someplace. And, it, I, it, and then it occurred to me, wait a minute, uh, the Babe Ruth thing, that was in 1932. And I know that, the, that it, it has to be, that anniversary has to be coming up, and I know it's a, it's a, it's a good one. It's 90. So I did look, and it was October 1st, 1932. So I said, "The heck with it. I put the tape in the machine. I listened to the the recording now. I have to say something. My voice sounds like I'm about 12. I don't think my voice was that uh, that I don't think my voice sounded like that. If you remember uh, cassette tapes, if you took if you recorded something on one machine and played it on another, there was a chance that the speed the playback speed would be off enough that your voice would sound if it was either deeper or higher pitched because the speed was off. I think that was the case there. I can't tell the difference between Charlie what you know what Charlie Grimm is supposed to sound like. He sounded normal to me, but I sounded like Woody Woodpecker there for a little bit, but the, if you remember him. And so uh so anyway, I I figured out a way. It took me a while and Mike uh helped me uh, get it and and Gary here at the station to get that thing transcribed and not transcribed but uh dubbed over to something we could use on the radio. Uh and and so today I'm messing around with it trying to to get it set up so I can get it on the radio and the tape if you remember, this will this will bring back memories for you if you used used to use a cassette recorder um, the tape would the, the machine that I was using I couldn't rewind tapes on it so in order to rewind a tape you had to turn the cassette over to the opposite side and fast forward it and that would mean that the one on the other side you were wanting to listen to was being rewound. So anyway, I kept doing that back and forth, trying to find it, and it broke. So the tape, it lasted about 15 times because of my stupidity, messing around with it not being able to get it right and trying to find it. The tape actually broke. I can get that fixed, but I now – well, you just heard the videos, uh, the, the audio, so I have that forever. So I'm glad I still have it. But I think it's pretty cool that um, – That is a, and I'm guessing that if you watch MLB Network or something like that over the weekend, or maybe they'll mention it on the Pirates game, I don't know, but it is the 90th anniversary, and you will be hearing people talking about Babe Ruth's called shot and it being the 90th anniversary. And now you know, something that I've known since 1974, that it never happened. And what I think is cool about it, Is that Charlie Grimm? This just shows you a difference. uh, What a difference! uh, How different things are now. Charlie Grimm. You heard him say what happened. That he just that this catcher told him. Yeah, he pointed out to the mound. He hit the ball out of the park. They didn't. They didn't change the story. The media ran with it. Probably half the people in the media knew that it wasn't true, but it made a great story. They weren't going to let the truth stand in the way of that. And um, and and the players, instead of being jealous of Babe Ruth or, or. Putting it up on Twitter, hey, don't believe that stuff you saw about babe Ruth uh Gabby Hartnett, the catcher told me what happened there here's what happened That's what would happen now. there's no way it would last for thirty seconds where that that legend would last uh you know, and it lasts it's still around for ninety years. I think still most baseball fans who are aware of that story, they think that it actually happened, and because you listen to this radio program. You found out that it did not. I'll be right back.
5: From Kingstone Studios, no vacancy. An incredible true story comes to Salem now.
1: Now they want to purchase a motel and turn it into
0: a shelter for homeless families.
5: A demoted journalist, a recovering addict, and a pastor fighting for the homeless find themselves at the end of hope.
0: I got 45 signatures right here, mayor, against this proposal from my
7: neighborhood. Let's stop this!
8: It's like the Grapes of Rat, starring T. C.
5: Stallings, Sean Young, and Dean King. Feed the hungry and, and
0: house the homeless. That's what we're supposed to do. It means you have tenants. I know I'm not sure.
7: You're gonna it. have them leave today. Or I'm going to terminate your lease.
0: You didn't want to do this piece.
4: Things change. You have to run it tomorrow.
0: No, not a chance. The nicest thing anybody ever done with me.
5: Streaming now. Find it at salemnow.com.
3: Welcome to Hope. Our brave police are fighting rising crime in Pennsylvania. Just listen to Bucks County Sheriff Fred Heron.
8: We put our lives on the line putting violent criminals behind bars. But John Fetterman's working against us. As chair of the Board of Pardons, he brags about getting as many felons out of prison as possible. And Fetterman wants to end life sentences for
3: felony murderers. It's insane. Far-left John Fetterman is proud of releasing a record number of felons from prison early, freeing more thugs serving life sentences than in the previous 25 years combined, even while violent crime is rising. And Fetterman even said he wants to eliminate the felony murder law. John Fetterman's radical agenda is too dangerous for Pennsylvania. Trust our police. Listen to Sheriff Heron. Protect your family. Don't vote Fetterman. Senate Leadership Fund paid for and is responsible for the content of this advertising. Not authorized by any candidate or candidate's committee. www.senateleadershipfund.org Cashback
0: is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin.
8: Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yep, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver?
0: About three years now, but I
8: really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high?
0: Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy.
8: Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app?
0: Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas.
8: Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200
0: to $300. Wow,
8: that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app
0: now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other. Brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. Sebastian
5: Gorka here, urging you to consider converting your cash savings and a good portion of your investments into gold with Midas Gold Group, because if you're a conservative or MAGA supporter, the rhetoric coming from the acting president is appalling. Biden has called companies and individuals who support MAGA policies, extremists and semi-fascists, and it's only a matter of time before the administration controls our finances with digital currency. Biden already signed an executive order preparing for digital currency with 18 seven thousand new irs agents who can monitor our every transaction i recommend calling veteran owned midas gold group to safeguard your wealth with physical gold before it's too late gold is private and traditionally holds its value when economies crash go to midasgoldgroup.com or call them at 855-322-GOLD that's 855-322-GOLD it's gold you can hold 855-322-GOLD call today the john Steigerwall show
0: am 1250 the answer
2: okay i'm going to finish up with some more sports here and we're going to continue the theme of the home run record Uh, There's something else you'll only hear on this show because my friends in the media uh, who saw this uh, pretty much dismissed it here in Pittsburgh, and I don't know, probably the same around the country. But uh, there's a guy named Michael Witt, I think that's how you pronounce it, W-I-T-T-E. He wrote a story way back in 2007 about Barry Bonds' elbow pad. You've seen it. Maybe you've heard talk about when he was playing... That he gained something from it by being able to lean in and not worry about getting hit by an inside pitch, and that helped him. Well, this guy, uh, Michael Witt, who's an, a consultant for major league teams on hitting mechanics, he uh, wrote that uh, um, the Barry Bonds elbow pad, which is much more than much more than a pad, helped him hit home runs, lots of them. He said over at least hundred. He, he estimates hundred home runs. There, here's the, here's the six reasons. The apparatus is hinged at the elbow. It is a literal – and keep in mind, watch, watch Bonds and watch him swing and, and uh, listen to this and you'll see what I mean. The apparatus is hinged at the elbow. It is a literal hitting machine that allows Bonds to release his front arm on the same plane during every swing. It largely accounts for the seemingly magical consistency of every Bond stroke. Two, the apparatus locks at the elbow, and the lead arm is fully elongated because of a small flap at the top of the bottom section that fits into a groove in the bottom of the top section. The locked arm forms a rigid front arm fulcrum that allows extraordinary, maximally efficient explosion of the levels of Bond's wrists, levers of Bond's wrists. Bond's hands are quicker than those of average hitters because of this mechanical assistant. Three, when Bond swings, the weight of the apparatus helps seal his inner upper arm to his torso at impact. Thus connected, he automatically hits the ball with the weight of his entire body, not just his arms, as average hitters extending tend to do. Four, Bonds has performed less well in home run derbies than one might expect because he has no excuse to wear a protector facing a batting practice pitcher. As he tries, his front arm elbow tends to lift, and he swings under the ball, producing towering pop flies or top-spin liners that stay in the park. When the apparatus is worn, its weight keeps his elbows down, and he drives the ball with backspin. 5. Bonds enjoys quicker access to the inside pitch than average hitters because his assistant counterintuitively allows him to turn more rapidly... Everyone understands that skaters accelerate their spins by pulling their arms into their torso, torsos closer to their axis of rotation. When Bonds is confronted with an inside pitch, he spins like a skater because his upper front arm, is assistants, his assistant, is sealed tightly against the side of his chest. I used to always I'd be amazed at the way Bonds would hit inside pitches, and he's describing exactly the way it looked to me, that his whole body would swing and not just the bat. And that's what this... Uh, this uh, armor allowed him to do. And six, at impact, Bonds has additional mass, which is the weight of his assistant not available to the average hitter. The combined weight of the assistant and bat is probably equal to the weight of the lumber wielded by Babe Ruth, but with more manageable weight distribution. So steroids and the armor helped Barry Bonds hit his 73 home runs. And I asked this guy to be on the show this week. You know what he told me? I can't do it. I'm a hitting mechanic's consultant for four teams. If I talk to you about it, I'm giving away secrets that they pay me for. So it's not written by some idiot writer. This guy knows what he's talking about. So Barry Bonds is also a fraud. I'll talk to you in a week or so. Bye.
0: The John Steigerwald Show is a production of Salem Media Group and sponsored by Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow fan.